Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 120. And today we're talking all about money stories, money mindset, practices, and the fat banker. So stick around. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is awesome to have you here. I hope that you are having a fabulous week. As I sit here recording this, the sun is shining. So I am very happy with that. Now, just a little note is that I do have construction happening next door. It's always the way. So if you hear some noises in the background, that is what is happening. But uh, welcome back. It is always good to have you here. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. And thanks to everybody that has been sharing the podcast as well. That is always amazing to see, especially on the gram. But today we are going to be talking all about money. I've been talking a lot about money lately, uh, mainly in Brand Builders Academy. And we had a masterclass with Fee Johnson from Peach Business uh, just this week, which was amazing. And all of my ladies were just mind blown, uh, which is so good because I just think as we're going to talk about today, talking about this topic, I think can really help support one another to build profitable businesses, which is what I'm all about, helping you build a confidently bold brand and a profitable business. Yeah, because that's what we want. That's what gives us the freedom that we're really seeking, I think, in life and business. That's why we got into business as well. Yeah. So, Uh, That's what we're going to be talking about today. I've also written this up as blog post too, so I'll be sharing that. So you can obviously go to the show notes and check that out. You can read it if you want to, but uh, but I'm always grateful that you're here and hanging out with me and we can uh, have a chat about it too. But before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to let you know about something new that is coming. This is something I'm super passionate about. I've been doing for years and it is called the Bold Speakers Collective. And so I used to run live workshops on how to become a confident speaker. It was called Speaking with Confidence and Connection. And I also do speaker coaching and I still do speaker coaching one-on-one with people. But I've had so many people say to me, Suze, are you still running that workshop? And it has been on the to-do list for a while now to take this online so that I can be working with people near and far. So whether you're in Melbourne, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in the US, the UK, wherever you are, you can get access to this. So the Bold Speakers Collective will be opening up very soon in the next month or so. And some of the key things that I will be going through in this online course, community and membership is owning the stage. So really understanding how to structure your presentation, knowing what people want from a speaker, how to manage your nerves and fear, and how to set clear goals when it comes to speaking and how to execute on them and achieve them. I'm also going to be taking you through how to go pro. So different charging models, speakers pages, speakers kits, attraction strategies for really positioning yourself as a speaker, how to sell from the stage, 
uh, how to build your brand as a speaker. We're going to talk about online events and growing your list, as well as if you want to become the ultimate MC. And then I'm going to be talking about the event experience as well. So running your own events. And with the Bold Speakers Collective, there is going to be a directory as well and a membership so that when event organizers, summit organizers are looking for specific speakers who specialize in certain topics, you can be found. And so we're going to be promoting that too. So this is something that as an event organizer, I always wished that I had was somewhere I could go to find somebody to speak on a specific topic and also to discover new speakers that I didn't know. So this is me once again creating something that I kind of wish that I had myself. So I'm super excited to be launching the Bold Speakers Collective. You can sign up for the waitlist now so that you are the first to know. There will be a founding members price uh, that you will get access to. All you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash BSC. So that is B for bold, S for speaker, C for collective. suzechadwick.com forward slash BSC. And you will be able to sign up for the wait list so that you'll be notified when that becomes available and when that launches, which I'm super excited about. So enough about that. Let's dive into this week's episode and let's talk money. So money stories, mindset, practices and the fat banker. I love talking about money as a business owner. I'm curious to understand how other people manage their money, what works, what doesn't work, how I can be more profitable and how I can feel abundant when it comes to money in my business too. Am I the only one? How do you feel about it? The reason I ask is because money seems to be a dirty word or just something that so many women in business don't talk about and don't want to talk about. I've been having this conversation more and more over the last three to four years with my Brand Builder Academy ladies. And the more we talk, the more I'm fascinated by how we think, the things we do and why we do them. Don't get me wrong, I've done a lot of things in my business when it comes to money that I scratch my head at. But one thing that I want to talk about is this. I want to talk about it so much more. So I did want to think about why we don't talk about money. So a while ago, I shared on my Instagram stories that I was going to be talking about all things money around business strategy as well and money management in BBA. I then shared that in the last week, I had actually scheduled monthly salary payments into my personal account for the next 12 months, which basically means that I was paying myself forward. The type of salary I used to get in a corporate job And I was able to do that 12 months in advance with the money I had in the bank. So paying myself forward has been something that I've been a little bit obsessed with for a while now. As a business owner, understanding money and how to manage it well is my, in my own business, was probably one of the biggest issues I had in the first few years. Money came in and if I'm honest, there wasn't really any managing of that money. If I had money in the business, then I was spending it or as I like to always say, or I used to say, reinvesting in inverted commas. But the honest truth was there was so much I was spending money on that wasn't really helping 
me build or grow my business. And I think that that's what reinvesting really means. You're investing it to grow, but I think I was just spending it. I wasn't paying myself properly, mainly because I was still working part-time in a corporate job that paid really well. And so even though I was earning money in my business and there was revenue coming in, I wasn't focused on the things I needed to focus on. Yeah, it's amazing how being comfortable can make us complacent in our business as well. So why is it that when we go into business to make money for ourselves, managing that money well is one of the last things that we seem to do? Now, before somebody writes to me about this, I'm obviously not talking about all women. Some women have totally nailed it from the start. And maybe that's because they were taught from a young age to manage money well. Or maybe they just taught themselves at some point in their life to manage money well. I don't think I ever had a conversation with my parents about money management, saving or anything like that. So my money story is not one that I am really proud of, but I have to own it if I'm going to move forward and change it and rewrite it. So I never saved money as a younger person. When I got a job, it wasn't the paycheck that had me excited. It was the fact that the credit card companies were now my friends and I had a little plastic card that was my ticket to the good life. So over the years, I racked up over 20,000 in debt on credit cards and it was only when I was living in London and started to get a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit smarter about money that I took all of my debt and I took out a 12-month interest-free loan to pay off all my debt and then started chipping away at that amount of money. So I was really fortunate to earn a good salary in all of my corporate jobs, but I always had the story I'm not good with money. I don't manage money well, and that's just how it is. And then when I married my hubby, who was amazing with money, I had about $1,500 left on the credit card debt or the loan that I'd taken out. And as soon as we got married, he paid that off, which I will always regret. I had come so far getting myself out of the mess I'd got myself in and then right at the very last step, I let someone else pay for it or pay it off. And obviously he had no idea that I would feel the way, that way about that particular payment or you know finishing off the loan because to him money was nothing. Like he really wanted to go into our marriage with zero debt. And so when he said to me, do you owe any money? I was like, I've got about $1,500 or pounds left on this loan. And so he just paid that off. And at the time I thought, yep, fine, that's okay. But I so wish that I had paid off that last payment and felt the excitement and achievement of doing it all on my own. So it almost reinforced my own story that I wasn't great with money because he had paid that last bit, even though I didn't acknowledge that I'd actually paid off like $19,000 on my own as well. So it's really interesting the things that we sort of see or we hold on to. Uh, Sometimes we kind of maybe see what somebody else has done and not actually acknowledging the great things that we do as well. So when we had kids and I was on maternity leave, I remember feeling really helpless that I wasn't bringing in money into our house. Obviously, my ability to earn money was part of my identity and value that I had on myself, not that anybody else had on me, but that I had on myself uh, when it came to 
who I was in our home and what my contribution was. And even though, yes, I was literally growing a new human (laughs) and caring for that child once she was born, to me, it just felt like there was something missing, like I still wasn't doing enough. But changing my money mindset and that conditioning which had obviously been ingrained in me over the last 20 years, is not something that can, you know, all of a sudden change. Just because you're having a child doesn't mean that all of your mindset changes from the last 20 years. And so I, as I've shared before, I had a transformation coach, Georgie Cook, who is amazing um, and who I've had several times during my life. And when I started working with her, one of the things that we started to tackle was really unraveling my money stories. So the things that I would say to myself or that was my money story was I'm not good with money when I'm not earning money, I don't feel like I'm contributing to the household. I don't know what's going on with the money in our family because that's something that my husband manages. I hate not knowing what's happening with money, but because I'm not good with money, does it matter if I know or not? And I think uncovering those thoughts and those stories is so important to rewriting what you want to be thinking and how you want to be feeling and how you want to be communicating about money as well. And so it kind of went on and on. And so we started to rewrite my money story. I used to not be good with money, but now I'm totally capable of being responsible, informed and great with money was my new mantra. I know how to earn money and I know how to manage it. I'm not the same person I was and I can learn more about money and get even better with how I earn money, how I manage it and how I understand it. I'm good. In fact, I'm great with money. Yeah, so those were the things that I wrote down and those were the things I started to shift and change because at the end of the day, my old money beliefs and stories were actually not reinforced with any fact. Yeah, it was just something that I believed, but it wasn't true. And so I think that if you struggle with your money story, I would really encourage you to either work through it yourself or get somebody else to help you work through it, but write down all of the thoughts that you have around money and then write down what you want to be thinking or believing about money. And I think also exploring why you think that way, because a lot of times it might be somebody else's thoughts and stories and experiences that you're now carrying with you. So one of the things that I did do is that I sat down and I spoke to my husband about it after working with Georgie and I said, I've always had a story that I'm not very good with money and so I've let you manage the money in the house which I'm happy to continue to do, but I want you to communicate with me where our money is, what we're doing with it, where we're investing it, what our mortgage, like remaining mortgage is, what we're paying every month. Because I just thought, one, I want to know for my own knowledge and my own independence. But secondly, if anything ever happened to my husband, I don't want to be somebody who's like, I've got no idea what's going on. So I wanted to know what 
what his superannuation was. I wanted to know what stocks he had. I wanted to know where our money was invested and what we were doing with it. I wanted to know how much extra we were paying on the mortgage. I wanted to know what our monthly expenses were. I wanted to know when major things were coming out of our account, like our uh, house insurance, our car registration, any other big bills that would come out on an annual basis. I wanted to know about them and I wanted to know where the information was and how I could find it if I wanted to find it. So we sat down and we had a really big conversation about it. And I think it was really important for me to communicate that with him as well. And when we started to talk about it, I feel like there was also like a new dimension to our relationship where we started to talk about other things that I feel like we probably hadn't been talking about that much. So it's really interesting to see how that evolves. So coming back to the present day, I posted on Instagram that story saying that I had paid myself forward for the next 12 months and a gorgeous business friend sent me a message saying, more women talking about this, please, well done. And the funny thing is, is that I actually talk about it all the time with my BBA ladies and my students in there. And I know that it's meant so much to them that I'm so open and transparent about money in general. And I'm so open about my money and how I manage it and the reality of the numbers in business and what paying yourself and building a profitable business looks like. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a massive profit first advocate. It's a book. Go and Google it, Profit First. There is so much content on it. You can listen to podcasts. You can get the book. I think there's an online course about it. But yeah, if you listen to a podcast on it, which I'll have in the show notes, uh, it'll give you a really good overview of the, the structure and how it works. And when I started implementing that, it totally changed my business. It's helped me drive serious profit where I've been able to reduce my operating expenses. So how much I spend in my business to pay myself more and only knowing those numbers has meant that I'm able to do that. It's meant that I've been able to really manage really big tax bills. So I was saying that I just got a really big tax bill from the ATO, the Australian Tax Office, and my accountant said, oh, listen, what we can do is we can apply so that you can pay that off. And I said, no, I'm good. Like I've got all of that money that I've saved for tax because I understand how it works sitting in an account. In fact, I had probably twice as much as what I needed. So not just spending like crazy, but managing those expenses plus factoring in my superannuation as well, which I know a lot of women in business do not factor in. Yeah. So what are you saving for your retirement? And don't think that somehow it will manage itself at some point. This is something that you have to do. It's something you need to be aware of. And if you're running your business and you don't know how much is coming in every month, how much you are spending on a monthly basis on operating expenses, you're not saving for tax yeah, and your BAS and GST and all of those sorts of things, and you're not putting away for your superannuation, plus you're not paying yourself, you do have to ask yourself, how am I running my business? Why do I not know these numbers? What is it that I need to do in order to educate myself? And do I have money stories that are stopping me from actually achieving what I really want to achieve in my business? So when it comes to paying yourself as well, the reason that I love paying myself forward is because I know that if I do, I have freedom in my business, freedom to take time off, freedom to spend time with my family, 
have a steady income that I know is coming in and is predictable, having a safety net for when things like COVID or unexpected things happen. It also means that I say yes to the work that I want and I say no to the work that I don't want. I'm not desperate for clients, money or opportunities. And I think that that's something that if you can start to work out, if you get windfalls at any point in your business where you get more money than expected, how can you manage that forward? How can you start to pay yourself forward? It's something that I'm so committed to sharing and making women in business aware of the fact that they can do that and how to really think about managing your money in a smart way so that if you get $10,000, instead of having $10,000 in one month, why don't you pay yourself forward $3,000 for the next three months? Yeah, so that, and then any additional money that comes in, great. But at least you know for the next three months, you've got at least $3,000 coming in or whatever it is that you've earned. So really think about, is there a way that you can be smarter with your money and start to really think about preparing for now and the future? It feels like money is such a taboo subject, yet if we talk about it more, we would be able to support so many more women in business to understand what it takes to build successful money habits so that they can build the business and life they really want and not just have that, be a cliche line that so many people use right now. So the more we keep our money secrets to ourselves, the more we miss an opportunity to help others. So recently during a coaching call in BBA, I discovered something new as well. Well, it wasn't really that new for me because I'd actually done this before, but I didn't know that everybody else was doing it too. So we've called it the fat banker syndrome. So what is it? I hear you ask. Well, it's when you create a fat bank account. So you have money coming into your business and you just leave it there to get fatter and fatter and to grow and grow, but you don't pay yourself. So you hold it and you hoard it. So the more we talk about it in my group, the more comments came up, I'm a fat banker too. And all of a sudden it hit me that it's actually a common practice. So I ended up chatting with a few other women in business outside of the group and they admitted to doing it as well. Oh my gosh, who knew? So because many of them have another person potentially bringing in money or they have money coming in from another job or income, they don't feel the need to pay themselves out of their business revenue or profit. So a question somebody asked me was, is it okay if I don't pay myself for 12 months, even if I have money coming in? And my question is, why wouldn't you pay yourself even if it's a nominal amount? So paying yourself is such a mindset shift. It's saying that you've worked for this money, you've earned it, and now you're going to pay yourself what you should so that you can support yourself, your family, and your business. I mean, my question at the end of the day is, why did you start this business if you're not going to pay yourself? I'm just going to like leave that hanging there. Why did you start your business if you're not going to pay yourself properly? The other point that came up and that I've experienced this myself before I started paying myself is resentment in the home. 
Now, this may resonate for some of you and it may not resonate for others. But if your partner was earning money, but you weren't seeing any of that money for years on end, but they were committing all of this time to it, how would you feel? So a little story is that I remember sitting outside one hot afternoon on holidays with my husband. We were away with the family and my business was making money. In fact, it was making a really good money, but he wasn't seeing any of it. So I would talk about my business all the time to him. I would tell him when I secured a new client. So he was seeing me doing coaching calls when we were away on this holiday as well. Yeah. But there wasn't anything coming into our personal bank account. And so as we sat there having our afternoon holiday cocktail, he said, well, really, it's just a hobby or you're just giving your time to it like a charity. (gasps) I sat there stunned, fully stunned. What? How could he? How rude. I was mad. I was so, so mad. How dare he say that to me? He just didn't get it. He didn't understand. I sat there with my face burning with anger. Then he said, well, you work all of these hours doing this work you love, but there's no money coming into our family account. And just like that, I thought, wow, Suze, what are you doing? You're spending all of this time doing all of this work and you're not contributing which is one of the things that you started this business to do, you're not contributing to your family. Why are you not doing that? And so it's something that I really had to face. It's something that I had to manage. I had to work through once again, I don't know, other money stories that I had. And I really had to ask myself what I was doing with this fat bank account that was sitting there and somehow I think it was feeding my ego if I'm honest because I was sitting there going look how much money I've got in the bank but I wasn't actually contributing to my family which is the reason why I started this business and the other thing that I think that it really pointed out is that I felt like hoarding this money was some sort of Like, you know, if I hold it there and I don't spend it, then I'll have it. And so it was a real scarcity mindset as well that if I paid myself, somehow this was the only money that I was ever going to have. But the thing is, is that what I've learned now and something that is a mantra for me and that I've learned from others is money flows freely in and out of my bank account. So it flows in and it flows out. And there's more where that came from. And the more freely money flows out, the more freely money flows in. And so having that abundant mindset, I think is so important as well. Because if you sit there with a fat bank account and you hold onto that scarcity mindset, it will absolutely affect your ability to earn more money and feel the freedom of deciding who you work with, when you work with them and knowing that you're fully capable. And I think it is about really building that confidence and knowing that you're fully capable of continuing to earn the money that you've been earning and the ability to continue to generate the revenue and the profit that you've been earning and building and growing as well. So if you are somebody who is sitting with a fat bank account, 
and you are a fat banker, <laughs> which is which is where that came from, then I would really encourage you to take a look at why you're doing it. Do you have money regularly coming in? Is it something that you need to be hoarding? Or are you taking away from your family by not contributing more of what you're earning? Because at the end of the day, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason that you started this business was so that you could have freedom to earn money, support yourself, support your family. So make sure that that's what your business is doing. And even if it's a little bit, let's say that you've got $2,000 in the bank, $3,000 in the bank. Imagine if you decided to pay yourself $300 over the next 10 months. Yeah. It's a mindset shift. It's a change. It's something that you can start to do and start to feel like, oh my gosh, I am paying myself every single month. Yeah. Or you could take $500 and you could pay yourself over the next three or four months, whatever that is, and still keep money in your bank account to pay for expenses and other things. The other thing that I would say about that is make sure that you are not spending money on things that is not helping you grow your business. If you cannot look at that and say, say, yes, that is helping me grow my business, grow my brand, attract more clients, you know, manage my business, my money, my systems, everything more efficiently, then you need to be looking at what you're spending your money on and ask yourself if you really need it. The other thing that we talked about as well this week uh, was spending money on things that you already have expertise in. So for example, if I buy another Instagram course, I have bought, I would say three over the last couple of years. Um, and I have to be honest that probably the last one or two that I bought, I didn't learn anything new <laughs> because I was thinking maybe there's something that I don't know that I need to know. Uh, and then I bought it and I was like, yeah, no, I already knew that. And so also trusting yourself and having you know, confidence that you are skilled in the things that you spend time in. So really think about what you need. Um, I talk about doing a gap analysis where I really take a look at what is something that could help me grow my business and what do I not know that I could learn and being very discerning about the money that I spend on my own learning. And I'm a massive learner. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for investing in your own learning and development, but really know that you absolutely need it as well. Because as one of my BBA ladies said, she has been taking lots of courses and she realizes now that it's really just another form of procrastination. So make sure that you're not wasting money on things that you don't need and using it as an excuse to continue to procrastinate and not actually do the work that is required in your business. So the question that I asked on my Instagram in a question sticker that people responded to was, do you feel uncomfortable talking about money? Why or why not? And so some of the responses that people shared with me were not wanting to be judged, worried people will think that they're gloating, fine to talk about money, but uncomfortable spending money, even when it's a good investment, there's definitely money mindset things there having a scarcity mindset and being focused on saving for a rainy day. Hello, fat banker. Fear around talking about money. 
Also that money is a measure of success in business and that it's not enough. So what they're earning is not enough. And so it makes them feel unsuccessful. Being conditioned to keep money private so it's difficult to talk about. So those are some of the responses that I got. And thank you if you responded. Uh, It's really helped me to form more content and discussion and this podcast around some of the answers that you've given. So if you're a a woman in business and you feel any of this, the things that I've just shared, or you've felt it before, just know that you're not alone because being conditioned to not talk about money is definitely a generational issue. So most parents 20, 30, 40 years ago would never talk about money, politics or religion. It just wasn't the done thing. And as kids in that environment, that's what many of us were taught. It's just bad manners. But we live in a different world and we earn money in different ways. And finding your trusted group of people or women in business, because I know a lot of my audience are women, but this is for anybody or people who you can have informed and open conversations with about money is such an important thing, I think, to seek out in your business. So the whole not wanting to be judged and worried about what people will think is a really interesting one. And I don't think that it's untrue. Like I think that there are a lot of people out there who love to judge. I've been seeing a lot of judginess um, and judgment across the interwebs really really recently as well and I just don't buy into it there's a lot of people talking about what certain people are doing with Facebook groups and how much money people are earning and what they think people should be doing and what they think people should not be doing and I think you've just got to choose who you listen to as well Um, but the other thing is is that you've also got to choose to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed and who celebrate your money wins and you know really want to support you and not judge you. So I want to be with people who ask me how it's going and ask if there's anything that they can do to help. I want to be around people who talk about wealth and the fact that money brings wealth to their lives and not just to their bank accounts. So really surround yourself with those types of people in a really intentional way. Because I do think that being able to talk openly and honestly about money is a total game changer. So I first started working on my money mindset with Denise Duffield-Thomas in Money Bootcamp like five years ago now, where there is a total open conversation um, in that group around money, struggles with money, success with money, desires for money, all of that sort of thing. And I think that that has massively impacted my own money mindset in such a positive way. And so really being open about talking about money mindset, talking about revenue generation, profit, etc., is something that I have fully brought into my business and mainly into BBA as well um, so that we can talk about it more. And I think that when it comes to money, it's also really easy to get caught up in the hype of the six and seven figure world. So I had a few new products planned for the next 12 months and I've been holding on that and really thinking about whether it's the right move for me and my business. 
Is this what I really want? Or am I chasing numbers at the cost of my time, freedom and happiness? So right now in my business, I earn money that I'm really happy with. Yeah, I do have some big financial goals, but that's really about paying off our mortgage and hitting a certain amount in my superannuation and basically just having money in the bank so that I can work when, uh, whenever I want and where I want as well. So I actually don't want more stuff. When we did our house renovation, we were also kind of watching the minimalist documentary at the time and the Marie Kondo stuff. Uh, and I really started to look at the stuff that we had in our home and looking at whether we needed it, we ended up throwing out a huge amount of things that we didn't use that were stuck in cupboards. And so whilst fashion and art are two things that I love, that's really all I want when it comes to things. And even with that, I've become a lot more sustainable. So I might sell art or sell clothes before I go and buy new things and making sure that what we have in our home really sparks joy. So when it comes to money, why are you aiming for what you're aiming for? Is it because that's what everybody says you should be aiming for? Do I need a seven-figure-a-year seven income? Personally, no, I don't. If I earned it, sure, it'd be nice. If it happens, I'm all good. But I won't sacrifice my life, my time freedom, and falling into the hustle mentality to get there. Even talking about this, I can see how much my money mindset has changed over the years. It's one of abundance, confidence in my money management, creating goals that reinforce my values and what I really want in life for myself and my family. And it's a pretty awesome place to be. So I think really doing the work around getting you to where you want to be is so important and doing the work I love with women I love who want that time and money freedom is really what it's all about for me. So I just really wanted to open up the conversation today. I'm happy to have more of a conversation about this uh, on Instagram, or I'm happy to do a Facebook live, like coffee and conversation about it. But I want this to be an open conversation with you. I really want you to think about what your money mindset is and whether it's serving you. I want you to think about whether you are a fat banker and you're hoarding money at the cost of potentially having an abundant mindset and giving back to your family and yourself. And I just really want you to think about what am I aiming for and why am I aiming for that? I have had for a long time that I'm like trying to get to that seven figures. I want seven figure business. And I have really had to take a step back and step into myself and say, you know something, Suze, right now life is good. You're working with the people you want to. You're earning the money you want to. You've got a massive safety net. Uh, you're not wanting for anything. And if you earn more money, that's great, but it's not really why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing it because you want to work with incredible women to help them build confidently bold brands and profitable businesses. You're doing it so that you can travel the world when it's possible to do that. You're doing it for time freedom. And right now you have everything that you want. So the question is, what 
are you going after and why are you going after it? And does it serve you? So that is this week's episode. I hope that that has sparked some questions for you. I hope that it's helped. Uh, Like I said, I'm happy to talk about it. But that is it for another week. So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having a chat all about money stories, mindset practices and the fat banker. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love you to share it wherever you like to share it. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, And I'd love you to leave a review too. But have an amazing week. And until next time, make sure that you keep playing big and branding bold. Thank you.